0: Welcome in to the Big Red Zone podcast, episode nine, two episodes in the span of like five days.
1: We are killing it. I'm one of your hosts, Max. I am your other host, Brad. And I'm your third host, Roy. And we're happy to be
0: back. Guys, week 18, the last week of the NFL regular season. It's been a long ride, uh, but we're here the first week 18 in history we're living through history how y'all doing
2: i'm doing really well hot take just to start out the show just for our viewers this has been a contender for one of the most exciting nfl seasons
1: i've ever seen it's been pretty fun to watch especially lots of teams down the stretch um you know, as a Chargers fan, I'm used to seeing lots of wildcard games, and I think especially the wildcard race on both sides, NFC and AFC, has been something to watch. We're really getting down to the stretch here, so Week 18 is going to be really exciting, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes, sir.
0: Before we get into to Week 18, let's just give a quick shout-out to, to Brad, who's our winner for the the big red zone pick 'em uh for every game last week brad had an above 80 percent accuracy um he got 13 of the 16 games right which is pretty dope all of us as a pod did better than the week before we agreed on a lot of our picks so it kind of makes sense
2: but well you you and Roe agreed in a lot of your picks which is why brad got 13 and y'all didn't but
0: well Roe got 12 i got 11 so it wasn't like we were that far behind but definitely shout out to brad he uh he took some leaps of faith, leaps of faith along the way. He he picked some upsets um and he led, you know? He's in front. So guys, what are your some of your highlights from last week besides Antonio Brown running shirtless across the field? Give me some takeaways.
2: Oh boy. That this was a week to remember. I think highlight for me was seeing Joe Burrow In Jamar Chase, walk it off. And it's not because I have a vested interest in Cincinnati. In fact, as a Pats fan, I almost have the opposite. But the NFL is designed in a way that no team should be bad for too long. I mean, reverse order draft, um, uh, salary caps, things like this. Like the NFL is designed for parity. It's designed for every team to have a shot at being good. Technically, you should win a Super Bowl one every 32 years. Um, and it's just nice to see that work. You know, the, the Bengals have been really bad for a long time. They were had that 2015 playoff division win um, or d- division winners in 2015. But, you know, just exciting to see a team just, you know, kind of come back here.
1: I like it. La- that, that's actually a really good point. Joe Bro is slowly slowly coming into his own love to see the locker room dances uh, after the game that was really fun reminded me of the LSU days and it really seems like that team's coming together so I'm really happy for him Um, also seems like Zach Taylor's probably earned and secured his job for the next couple of seasons Um, for me uh, I think one of the best games of this past week was the Rams Ravens game I know that last week we were kind of clowning the Ravens saying that oh this game would be lost on a missed. Two point conversion and that'd be a one point difference. And indeed, though kind of different, it was a one point difference. Twenty to nineteen, I believe the final score was. Again, the Ravens losing by one point this time because the Rams missed a two point conversion that could have made it a three point difference. So it's just kind of funny how those close games have been haunting the Ravens, um, who've now I believe lost five straight, which is kind of tragic. But then again, not really if you're not a Ravens fan. So uh, I think that was a great game. The the Rams were able to finally get the lead on a on a last minute drive by Matt Stafford, which was great to see. Um, and I also in that game Cooper Cup entered you know an elite category of quarter of wide receivers in sixteen games. So you can't you can't really knock him for having an extra game. Although he could potentially break Calvin Johnson's record next week, that's to be seen. He did make a tremendous achievement in sixteen games. So it, that that game especially for me was really fun to watch. I think it was especially interesting. Like Matt Stafford
0: has definitely brought the level of dynamicism. I don't know if that's a word to, to the Rams offense that they kind of wanted when they traded for him. I mean, clearly he's sporting one of the best wide receiver seasons of all time. But they're doing this like despite him, I believe, being second in the league with interceptions and first with pick sixes. So he's not playing perfect football. If he can kind of clean up his act and limit the turnovers, this Rams offense is extremely dangerous. And obviously they have all the playmakers in the world on defense. So I'm really interested to see what this team does down the stretch.
2: So I don't know about you guys, but I am rooting for one specific scenario this week 18. I want to see the Colts lose to the Jaguars and then have it be opportunistic for both the Chargers and the Raiders to just kneel it every single play and end in a tie. I'd love to see that scenario. Be terrible for the NFL since they flex the Chargers-Raiders game to Sunday night. I think that would be the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in an NFL game and will ever see. I mean, that would just be bonkers.
0: I would love that. Personally, I like. All right. Listen, I really like the Chargers. Obviously, they powered me to more or less fantasy success this year. I like the Raiders, too. If y'all listen last week, I was like very close to picking them to beat the Colts, which they ultimately did. Huh? But you didn't. But I didn't. Yeah. So I was wrong. Okay, but they did. They lead the NFL with five um, walk off victories. This was their fifth this this week against the Colts if you heard us talk about that we basically said that the Colts matched up really well against the Raiders right dominant rushing game uh they could just give the ball to Jonathan Taylor and the Raiders wouldn't really be able to stop it and to be fair they didn't stop him like he still ran for over 100 yards and a touchdown which to him seems like kind of the baseline at this point but the Raiders play with a lot of heart It seemed like they were down and out in kind of the the latter half of the middle of the season. Uh, They had all the turnover, you know, John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, they cut Damon Arnett, but they're back in it. Like Derek Carr has almost led them back to a playoff berth. Uh, I think the Chargers Raiders game will be really interesting. And listen, I like the Colts too, but I agree, Brad. I think that scenario would be absolutely hilarious. And I really like sort of the spirit this Raiders team is showing. I think it's been missing from them for the last few years?
1: Well, I think I think the most dangerous teams are the ones that can win despite turning the ball over, despite their quarterbacks not playing the perfect game. Max, you touched on this. Right? Ma- Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions, I believe, against the Seahawks. The Rams won that game. He threw two interceptions against the Ravens. They won that game. The Bills, Josh Allen, threw three interceptions versus the Falcons. They won that game. And now bringing us to the Raiders, Derek Carr has been turning the ball over relatively a lot. And he even said that himself in his post-game interview. Yeah, somehow, some way, despite leading the NFL in penalties, I believe the Raiders have found ways to win despite playing imperfect football. And I think that those are the teams that show a lot of heart and are going to be very difficult to stop down the stretch. Our teams that don't have to rely on a perfect uh, game by by their star player. They can find different ways to win. It should be a very interesting game. And as a Chargers fan, I'd rather see us lose and actually play a like an actual game rather than us kneel our way into the playoffs, because that would be greatly unfortunate. And I think just simply disrespectful to the game. So in that sense, I am hoping that the Colts beat the Jaguars just so we can have a legitimate win and in-game, a gut check for both teams, because I think that's what the NFL deserves in its final regular season game.
2: Let's talk about the Raiders' a Chargers game here for just a little bit longer. I know we'll get into picks a little bit later, but win in for both teams, they win, they're in. Sunday night, bright lights. Uh, a wise man told me a couple days ago that um, for him as a, as a Raiders fan, he's basically just seeing the playoffs as starting right now. Um, and, you know, I'm just uh, really excited for this game. I don't want to get your thoughts. Who who wins? Who's in?
0: I think, well, first, but before I kind of get to my pick, and honestly, I don't know what my pick is. Hopefully, i kind of discover that as I'm talking and blabbing right here. But I wanted to, to quickly highlight kind of an unsung hero, and that is Jag, or sorry, that's the Raiders slot machine, Hunter Renfro. Uh, with Darren Waller out, who is really the, the Raiders' big offensive weapon, this unassuming, like, under six-foot, like just kind of your average Joe looking guy ball like thinning on top a little bit that the hair isn't exactly what it used to be. Um, he's picked up the slack. He's over a thousand yards. He's really had kind of a quiet dominant season. And every time the Raiders have needed him, he stepped up. If you saw basically the last meaningful play before the, the Raiders kick uh, to seal the game against the Colts. Like there's really only one guy who who Derek Carr was looking for and that was Hunter Renfro. This man, he runs some incredible routes. He just always seems to get open even though he, you know, isn't the most athletic guy. Like if you put a, a side-by-side picture of him and DK Metcalf and, and put the bet of like who has more yards this year, I, th- I think most people would bet on DK Metcalf, which is not the case. Um, I think stopping him for the Chargers is going to be a very key component of this game because he really is him and Josh Jacobs are kind of the Raiders offense
1: that that's a very good point yesterday Derwin James was asked how they're going to stop this Raiders offense and he pretty much let off with nowhere where Renfro is I think that the Chargers have recognized that and I think that all teams at this point that are going to play the Raiders now this upcoming week or if they make the playoffs are going to have to recognize that this is a guy they're going to have to stop even with Darren Waller back, which I think he will be back this upcoming week. Um, Yeah. This game has major implications all around. Uh, I'll just preview my peak. It's pick. It's obviously the chargers. Um, (gasps) Obviously the chargers. We've just been playing lights out ball. We've got all our help players back and healthy. Um, I definitely see this as a win for us. Um, At least I sure do hope so. So, so that's definitely my pick.
2: I will get into my pick later, so keep listening. Uh, But this is going to be a fascinating game. I think the Chargers have a weird phenomenon where they think – I think they could easily be like 17-0 right now. Um, I mean, I think they've – I haven't watched all the games, but from the ones that I have watched, they've been in everything. I mean, there have been very few just straight blowouts where they just looked uncompetitive and just, like, not a team that was in it, and that's really cool to see in the team. There have been some tough losses over the last couple weeks. I think they should have beat the Chiefs if they didn't let Travis Kelsey just, you know, run amok. Um, So – Chargers are are don't count them out man I'm just saying like they could be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs it's just there's that if because sometimes um it's just closing it out because they, they never come out and are uncompetitive but sometimes they just they, they can't close it out you know what I mean either they're winning and they can't close it out or they have the comeback coming and they can't just You know, punch it in and uh and and the comeback. Um, I want to bring up one more topic that is fascinating to me for both of you. Chiefs lose. They're now not the number one pick. I'm sorry, not the number one uh uh number one team in the AFC, number one seed. Um, you know, you don't get a buy, sure, but what this also means is um, you know, they don't they have to play in a wild card game. Mahomes is first wild card game ever, actually. Wild card weekend game ever. Does this shake your confidence? Because both of you guys picked the Chiefs. Um, I know Max picked the Chiefs for the Super Bowl.
1: Buffalo Bills, baby.
2: You really picked the Bills. But you both picked the Chiefs this game, and you both seemed pretty confident in them. So does this shake your confidence in them? Sauce the Bill Bengals. Um, Like, honestly,
0: not really. I'd say that the Chiefs got a little bit unlucky that game. Um, like especially kind of the last second penalties on them. They clearly have a weakness and that's their second door, their secondary. Like they've been shredded a little bit. Uh, Like Jamar Chase, one of the, I think the best rookie receiver game of all time, like 11 catches, 266 yards, three touchdowns. Like anytime you like turned it on and the Bengals were in a tough situation they're going to uh, going to Jamar Chase like they had a third and twenty seven. They just kind of chucked it up to him, and he brought it down. And I can't even count how many penalties were on him. Like clearly, that man is a force to be reckoned with. I still say the Chiefs are probably one of the more complete teams. Um, I think that they're at, kind of, as Brad was saying, there's some pretty clear parity in the AFC. I'd say that a lot of teams can beat the Chiefs, but in a lot of those matchups. Um, I would still have the Chiefs favored just because of their uh, incredible talent on offense and their defense that's been coming on.
1: I think that the Chiefs showed who we thought they were this game. And I think this is a team that whenever they play a great team and sneak by, all their defensive woes are forgiven. And all that's ever talked about the next week is how Patrick Mahomes threw this ball to Tyree Killer, that ball to Travis Kelsey. I think finally, whenever the Chiefs lose, people actually have legitimate discussions about them, about their questionable secondary and about their questionable defensive line. Um, So I think that this game showed who the the Chiefs thought they were. They're a team that's never going to be out of football games. They're going to be a team that's going to put up a lot of points, but they're also a team where if your offense shows the proper grit and stamina and plays through four quarters and overtime, which is sometimes necessary against this team, you'll get the win. They're not some invincible force. They're a team with various different weaknesses. Just they aren't talked about just because of all the excitement of Patrick Mahomes whenever he gets a win, whether it's an actual dominant win or a win that they kind of snuck by. So I think the Chiefs showed who they thought they were. They're going to be a very dominant team down the stretch. They're definitely going to win in uh, some playoff games, I I would assume, uh, depending on their matchups. But I think they showed who we thought they were. And now I'm happy that, you know, the Bengals are getting their flowers this week because I think that's a team that deserves it. And finally, the Chiefs are moving out of the spotlight in terms of the the next storyline in the NFL, in the AFC at least.
0: Yeah, quick quick shout out to the Titans. Brad Brad touched on it, but the Titans are now the number one seed. And I, when Brad was picking the Super Bowl um, last week, I believe he said that if the Titans get the, the bye, then they'll be a force to be reckoned with because they get to arrest Eric Henry for one more week. They get to bring him back sort of closer to full strength. Um, and they would much rather, I mean, like really any team, they would much rather have the, the road to the Super Bowl go, go through them rather than go on the road. So the Titans put up a pretty dominant performance against the Dolphins, one that neither I nor Roe saw coming. Dolphins were one of the, the hottest teams in the NFL. Um, clearly, I mean, they did play a bunch of phony teams, so they got exposed clearly. But I thought that they were going to keep the hot streak rolling, I thought the Titans were gonna get a little bit exposed with their questionable quarterback play, but they showed up their defense put on a really good performance. And unless they lose to the Texans this week, like they they locked up the number one seed basically. So I think this strengthens their chance for a Super Bowl run.
2: You are welcome, Max. You are welcome, Rowie. I'm just doing everything I can to just like, you know, keep this podcast great and accurate because clearly. You know my picks have just been uh, catapulting us ahead um it yeah. wasn't
1: necessarily the case in the Cowboys Cardinals game where I was the only host which picked the Cardinals to win and picked Kyler Murray to stay undefeated essentially this let the the Packers kind of blow by the Vikings on Sunday night which is really something all three of us expected and as a result go to the NFC's number one seed But I kind of have a question for you guys about these two likely number one seeds, the Titans in the AFC and for sure the Packers in the NFC. And especially on the Titans side, Derrick Henry's been a huge storyline throughout the year, him coming back for the playoffs. And I'm wondering now that he will likely not see any reps next week, nor in the wild card. The first time he's going to be back after his long uh, duration of time out is going to be in the divisional round. Do you think that could potentially come back to hurt them? in the sense that, sure, he'll be fresh, he'll be well-rested. But can you think of a time, or many times, where a running back just steps in game one and just has an outbreak of a game? Or do you think that that could potentially hurt them in terms of, you know, the offense maybe changing up a little bit throughout the season and him not being able to get in-game reps with some of the new looks that I'm sure they've adapted to since he's last played? Here are
2: my thoughts. Um, I don't think he's going to look as good as uh, he was beginning of the season. And that's not – I'm not saying he's washed. I think he's going to be back to normal next season. But in this, like, you know, first game, first couple of games, however many of the Titans have play, Um, I don't think he's going to look exactly like he – like the Derrick Henry we all sort of, like, know. However, this man, very, very competent running back. If there is an open lane, I presume – If there is an open lane and Derrick Henry can't, you know, capitalize on it, I don't think he'd be playing in the game, period. Like if that wasn't something he could do, I don't think he would be in enough health to play. So assuming that he can capitalize on an open lane, I think frankly, the Titans are just going to strategically use the aura of Derrick Henry, like using that play action so that when Derrick Henry actually has to run, it's generally a more open lane, uh, out in the uh, side of the field situation, left of the, I think they're not going to really uh, like ground and pound him just because like, they don't want like that wear and tear in the body after coming back early. But as we were talking about as much as Derrick Henry is great and he is, it's not like the Colts where the Colts just use Jonathan Taylor and just like ride him up the middle every single time. Cannehill is a good quarterback off of play action if they can just sort of like keep teams guessing I and mean, you don't want to count Derrick Henry out. And the second you do, he'll just take the open field play action is still going to be there, whether he's perfect health or not. Yeah. I kind of hate to,
0: to keep agreeing with Brad. That doesn't really like go along with my nature, but he's kind of been sealing my points. So uh, I kind of have no choice. That's exactly what I was br- going to bring up. I think one of the things where he comes back as kind of an unknown, like other teams don't know whether he's that dominant force still, But the Titans can sort of use what he symbolizes to use that play action and to have Tannehill be at his best. Like he doesn't need to be at a hundred percent for his presence to be worthwhile to the Titans. And one other thing I'll bring up, just like relating to this, Dante Foreman, who they brought in off of waivers basically to be the Derrick Henry replacement. One of eighty-eight players. Yeah, like he's sneakily been very good. I think he has two, if not three, consecutive hundred yard games. Like they're utilizing him like basically a Derrick Henry light. So even if Derrick Henry can't go or isn't like, isn't even close to hundred percent, I think them having Dante Foreman and like building the offense around him this last half of the season uh, is overall good for the Titans offense. One thing that I kind of want to bring up, uh, like a lot of the, not the matchups necessarily, but a lot of the playoff picture is set. And we'll we'll kind of get to what we think the final playoff picture is going to look like with our picks. But I kind of want to get your thoughts on, like, what are the most ideal wildcard matchups that you guys want to see? And disregard mathematic probability or whatever. But just in terms of pure excitement for wildcard weekend, what are some matchups that you guys want to see? I'll personally start. um, I... I really want to see the Chargers in the playoffs. I want to see Justin Herbert in there. I really want to see him play either Patrick Mahomes, as the matchup indicates right now. I would love to have him play Joe Burrow. I think that those 2 faceoffs they have so many narratives. Um, I think that Herbert versus Burrow, two quarterbacks in the same class, both up-and-coming teams, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. And I think that Chiefs-Chargers, we've already seen one of the games of the year between those two, so I would love to see them run that back.
1: I agree. I think the AFC for me is definitely more interesting in the wild card, just because I think the AFC is a lot closer. As in, the away teams are going to be much more evenly matched to the home teams compared to the NFC, where I think the home teams have all demonstrated like a significant leap beyond the wild card teams. To kind of to stick with this AFC type trend. I'd love to see, uh, you know, an AFC championship with quarterbacks other than Patrick Mahomes, just because I think it'd be good for the NFL to get some new blood in there. Um, I'd love to see Joe Burrow in the AFC championship. And I'd love to see Josh Allen in the AFC championship, just because I think that he deserves a rematch. And also, I really want to see Joe Burrow, like, I I want to see a team finally, like, you know, pick it up and kind of, like, play out what they're expected to and not like fall off after a couple games just seems like it's something every afc team has done after four games of being hot so those two teams especially with young cornerbacks quarterbacks getting new blood in the afc i think could be a really good thing now that lamar jackson has missed the playoffs where he once symbolized that new blood
2: sort of sticking to this afc thing and then we'll i guess break into the nfc I'd love to see any team just win with a rookie quarterback. Uh, You know, whatever team that may be. I kid, I kid. Um, I am a big fan of, um, uh, what's it called? Not matchups. Not returns. Oh, my God. Rematches, excuse me. Big fan of rematches. I'd love to see some rematches, perhaps a chiefs Bengals rematch, a Pats-Bills rematch. I'd love to see some games where, you know, one team got the better of the other in the regular season, but now, you know, only wins matter are right now. So I'd love to see who comes out on top. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on Pat's bills too much because I think I have too much bias there, but Pat's did take the first bills, took the second, who would, who would take the third uh, well, angles. Um, Chiefs looked like the dominant team looked like they were going to put the bill uh, Bengals away after the third after the were up big they looked bangles didn't look that great joe burrow strong, um chiefs i don't think they scored any points in the uh, three points in the in this in the second half um how, what would that look like in a in a rematch so you know i'd really love to see uh some a couple rematches on the nfc side um i'd really like to see an upset uh i mean the NFL is the way it is for a reason. Um, I mean like the Eagles and like the saints, uh, or whoever the, I think the Eagles will be in it. I don't know who the, uh, it's, it's Niners
0: saints right now. If the the Niners lose and the saints win, then the saints are in.
2: Otherwise if not
0: Um, Niners win and they're
2: in either way. Yeah. I mean, I I love the idea that in the playoffs, if you are, if you're in, it's a clean slate and you just got to win to keep, keep win to stay in. Uh, I don't think I want to see a Niners or Saints in the Super Bowl. I think that wouldn't be that exciting. But I think it'd be pretty cool to see, like, you know, an upset, like show that a team, you know, whether or not they quote unquote deserve to be there, they did their job.
0: Yeah, I think on the NFC side, sort of as you guys said, like, I think personally, the AFC is a lot more exciting. We might be a little biased because we all support AFC teams, but I think NFC, like Roe said, there's, kind of a difference between the cream of the crop and the ones below. Uh, So I think that in terms of the interesting matchups, Niners play the Rams this week that in an, in a win and in game. And I think that that would, if the Niners win, I think that would be an incredibly interesting rematch in the playoffs because Cliff Kings or sorry, not Cliff Kingsbury. um, Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number. They beat them the first time out this season, I believe. Uh, And overall, just the record is really good um, against one another. And then the other scenario I wouldn't mind seeing is if the Niners don't get in, which I'm rooting they do. I think they're a better, much more exciting team than the Saints. But if the Saints get in, I'd love to see a Saints-Bucks rematch. Uh, It didn't really go well last season in the playoffs, but um, this regular season, the Saints defense has had the Bucks offense number and the Bucs are dealing with a lot of injuries. So I just think that would be interesting and would be a potential offset alert. So before we get into picks, unless there's any other matchups you guys want to highlight, anything? All right, dope. So before we get into picks, I just want to lay out kind of what the playoff picture is looking like right now. Um, I like Basically, the more important things are locked up uh, like the Packers have the, the one seed and everyone in the NFC has clinched besides Niners and Saints, which are fighting for that seven seed. Um, and then in the AFC, it's still more up for grabs. Um, everyone through the Pats have clinched. So one through five, the, the Pats and Bills are fighting for the AFC East crown um, and everything. Um, all, and then the Titans and Chiefs are fighting for the number one seed. Um, and then still fighting for wildcard positioning are Chargers, Raiders, and Steelers are somehow in it. And then as Roey highlighted, if the Colts lose to the Jags, they could potentially miss the playoffs, which I don't think any of us are predicting, but it's possible. And if hey, that happens, hey to be man, fair,
1: the last time the Colts beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville was twenty fourteen. So you never know.
0: We never know. We never but if that happens, man, the season's broken, dog. Like also, if the Saints make the playoffs, like, bro, what? Like, Sean so, Payton, coach of the year, whatever.
2: So in addition to just our picks, which we're going to give you for every game this week, uh, we are going to also tell you what our picks say the matchups in the playoff picture will look like. Um, So we're going to do our picks, and then we'll tell you what the what we predict the AFC and NFC uh playoff picture will look like based on our picks. Uh and if we're you if it's uh we'll go by the majority. So whichever two uh there's three of us. So you know if two of us pick one and the other picks the other, the two will will the two will take that one. So let's start off with uh we'll go Rowie, Max, and then myself. So starting with uh Rowie, Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs. Any, uh, any other commentary there? Uh, nope. Coolio, Max? Yeah, uh, something to keep in
0: mind. It's week 18. Uh, our picks might be a little more uncertain this week because we're not sure which teams are resting their starters. Um, but, yeah, geez, uh, I think no matter who they rest. Uh, Drew Locke also went out injured in the Broncos. No, he,
1: he, he came week. back. It was just uh, for one possession he was out. But...
0: Yeah, but Drew Locke is perpetually injured in that he's – Bad at football, so Chiefs.
2: I literally have
1: nothing to say about this one. Chiefs,
2: Cowboys,
1: Eagles. Roy, uh, I'm gonna pick the Cowboys this week. I think they're a bounce back type team. Uh, they're gonna be on the road, whereas next week they're gonna be back home. So this will let them close out a team that they might even meet in the playoffs. Cowboys here.
0: This is actually really interesting to me. I think the Eagles are sneaky good. I also thought the Cowboys were good last week and both of y'all kind of shut me down. Um, The Eagles have a playoff spot locked up. So they're not really playing for much um, besides positioning, I guess. I'll go Cowboys, but I'm uncertain about that one because I think the the Eagles are kind of riding a a wave of momentum. So I think this one could kind of go either way, especially if the Cowboys decide to to rest some guys, but I'll, I'll lock in Cowboys.
2: I'll also go Cowboys as well. I think Jerry... Uh, Jones, Cowboys owner, seems like he wants his players to play, which means he probably has lit a fire under there behind. So would like to, I think they would win. Roy
1: Steelers, Ravens. This is a very interesting game. I think the Ravens win this one. Um, I want to say this because just about because of all the emotion regarding Ben Roethlisberger and his final game last uh, yeah, last night, I think that to some extent, I think that most of his emotional like investment was considering that game as his final game, essentially just because it was at Heinz Field as opposed to this one. So I feel like he bid us his final where last night as opposed to next week. And I also think that the Ravens just simply have lost too many close games in a row. I think they're they must all be feeling some type of way about that. And I think that uh, they're going to close out this game this season with the win. So I pick Ravens.
0: Yeah. Um. Somehow the Steelers are in playoff contention uh like they're one of the only other teams in the afc who aren't eliminated if they win i'm not sure exactly what the scenario is but they own a tiebreaker over somebody so they need the colts lose to lose to jacksonville and they need the the charges raiders to not end in a tie and they need themselves to win obviously um to make it in as the seventh seed uh spoiler alert i don't think that happens i do think the raiders are the better team um, I thought the Browns would beat the Steelers this last week. Clearly, I forgot to calculate that Baker bad, Baker very bad. Um, and so they did not win. Um, I think that the Ravens do come out and play for something, um, play for at least an above 500 record assemblance of a respectable season and the, Ra- the Ravens win.
2: I'm also uh, going to pick the Ravens. Tyler Huntley seems like he might be actually playing to try and get a deal somewhere. Uh, maybe not. Maybe just conjecture. he's looked pretty decent. Um, I think, the, as Roy said, the Ravens have lost too many close games and they could have won. Uh, and Harbaugh, Harbaugh doesn't seem like a coach who just sort of throws in the towel, even though they aren't in playoff contention.
1: Roy, Bengals, Browns? Uh, I'm going to pick the Bengals here. Um, more than I am concerned about Baker Mayfield's performance, I'm concerned about the Browns offensive line performance, which is absolutely horrendous. I think he was sacked nine times last game and almost let TJ Watt break the single season record, um, which I think is another interesting storyline for the Ravens. Cause he's going to be going up against, uh, Villanueva, the Ravens tackle who has had his fair share of troubles this past year. But back to this game, I think that the, the Bengals are ultimately going to be able to take advantage of the Browns on defense. And I think the name of the game here, since the Bengals already clinched the north, is just having that necessary momentum heading into the playoffs. I think that's extremely important for them. So I think the Bengals close close out the season with the win.
0: Yeah, uh, I think this is a game where the Bengals could potentially rest some of their guys because Joe Burrow came out hobbled last game. You know, he has a little bit of an injury history. He's dealt with some stuff. So they've already locked in the division winner. I don't think they care that much about positioning. Um, I think that they might come out and rest them from the start or maybe for the second half. So I don't feel confident with this pick, but since I don't know whether they're resting their guys, um, I, I'll i just pick the Bengals. They're a better team. They've shown out, and I agree. Joe. I don't think Joe Burrow is a guy that wants to rest, even though I think they might make him. So, Bengals.
2: I'm also picking the Bengals, Jamar Chase and Beast. If Joe Burrow is playing, he's also a beast. I don't got much else to say about this one. I do just want to quickly mention from the previous matchup, Steelers-Ravens, I forgot to mention. I am rooting for one specific thing in this game. I'd love to see T.J. Watt break the single-season sack record. He's one sack away. I'd like to see it happen. I think one and a half,
1: but but he's, he's close. He's got it. Uh, okay
2: thought it was 21 and a half and the record is 22 and a half but I could be wrong but no, either that's way right.
1: that's right one and a half to break it as' in, but
2: yeah but either way I'm I'm super psyched about this um okay Roey really tough one here Packers Lions
1: could potentially be tough depending on if we take Aaron Rodgers' word and that he's planning on playing or if we see Jordan love I think either way the Packers win this one. Um, just simply because of history, but honestly not too confident. It might be one of those throwaway games if the Packers rest their starters.
0: Yeah, just to highlight a sneaky, like, interesting game that we didn't – it wasn't actually an interesting game, but the Lions and Seahawks put out, like, 80 points combined this last week. Granted, most of that was the Seahawks. They put like put out, like, 51. Uh, but just an interesting, like, tidbit there. The Lions offense did a little something – yeah, Packers don't have much to say, even if Jordan Love plays. you um, know it, It's basically like backups or just backups because the Lions don't have many starter-quality players, but I think the Packers backups are better. So, Packers.
2: I'm also going to pick the Packers, even if it's Jordan Love. I just – I think the Packers are a better team. You still got Aaron Jones if he's playing. Chase Dillon. Devontae Adams is insane. I got to go Packers. Roey Titans, Texans? Uh,
1: Titans, I'm just going to keep the pod moving. No no analysis
2: necessary.
0: Yeah, Titans, uh, I think they want that number one seed. I think if they lose it uh-huh. this game. I mean, granted, the Titans have lost to a bunch of – they've proven they can lose to anybody and win, te- win against anybody. But uh, if they lose it, like, that's bad news for them. So, Titans.
2: I also got to go Titans. Not much else to say. Colts,
1: Jaguars, Roey. Um, I'm picking the Colts here. Uh, I think this is the Colts, as I mentioned earlier, break their streak of losing at Jacksonville. I just don't think this Jacksonville team has really anything going for them at this point. They have a lot of, uh, meditating and, uh, self-reflection to do this off season. So Colts.
0: Max. Yeah, uh, definitely Colts. Uh, the Pats just beat the Jags 50, 50 something to 10. 50-10. I forget. Yeah, yeah, I forgot the exact score, but they stomped them, um, and Jonathan Taylor will run all over them. Yo, Sneaky, he he has like 260-some yards to go until 300. Honestly, wouldn't even be that, or until 2,000 total yards. I don't think he gets there, but but against the Jags, anything
2: is possible. So, Colts. Bears-Vikings, a bit of a useless game.
1: A useless game, yet one that could go either way. Uh, just because at this point, both teams are just playing other uh, te- the players on both teams are playing for the names on their backs, which could go a long way in terms of the effort they put in, especially since it's a division rivalry is all the games are this week. I'm going to pick Chicago in this game. Uh, I think that Mike Tomlin came out and, you know, kind of roasted podcast, sweetheart Kellen Mond, Max can touch up on that a bit more if he wants saying that he quote does not particularly want to see him next, next week. I think that goes a long way in showing kind of some of the questionable decisions and potentially being on the hot seat that Mike Zimmer, the situation that Mike Zimmer finds himself in. Chicago played a great game against the Giants. Um, I'm sure that at least a couple more Bears players are knocking on Nagy's door asking to be there next year compared to the Giants players knocking on Joe Judge's door begging him to be there next year as he so claims. Anyway, I picked the Bears this one. I really was really impressed by their win last week.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping things unanimous. I think I think we're still unanimous so far, which is kind of wild. But um, Bears, they've put on two really good performances in a row. This was with Nick Foles and Andy Dalton starting. Um, I don't think the Vikings are playing for anything. I think Mike Zimmer has lost that locker room. I think he's gone. I would love to see Kellen Maughan. I don't think it's happening. Um pretty useless game. The Vikings got eliminated this last week in a must-win game against the Packers. I think Chicago takes it. They're just playing with more ferocity.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think I got to go Chicago because, um, you know, you still got a rookie quarterback here in this game who has a lot to prove. I mean, his future, um, Justin Fields in in the NFL – Uncertain, not not that he's bad, just like you know, he still has a lot to prove. Uh, his some of his rookie counterparts have had great seasons, <clears throat> Mac Jones, excuse me. Um, so you know, when I look at this, I think that you know, Kirk Cousins, yeah, he wants to win, but who he is is pretty much established. Who Justin Fields is, we don't really know yet, and I think that he just has more to play for. So I'm picking the Bears, really. Washington football team name to be discussed later in
1: future episodes on the pod versus the Giants. I'm going to pick the Washington football team here. The Giants just kind of laid an egg last week, and I think the Washington football team, at least in the first half, kind of kept pace with the Eagles. I really don't know about this game, but in kind of a garbage game, I'll pick the Washington football team.
0: Yeah, football team, they played the Eagles pretty close. I think the Giants are one of the most hopeless teams in the NFL, uh, no matter what jo- Joe judge says the process is looking like. So Washington,
2: Washington for me, this is not a clown show organization quote by, um, Joe judge, the head coach, but, uh, I think it
1: is, um, saints, Falcons, rowing. I'm simply going with the team that has more motivation. Um, I think that's the saints, uh, I think there's been a little bit of a trend of me picking all the teams with the exception of the Ravens who are away. But I don't see that being any different considering that New Orleans is just a short ride away from Atlanta. I think that the Saints just have too much riding on them. And this the Falcons, who have been trying to play spoiler for at least a couple weeks now, aren't going to succeed this week. First
0: jumbotrons, now geography. We're really bringing in the the most in-depth analysis here on this pod. Um, this game, I think, could go either way because uh, the, Sal- the Falcons have a tendency of winning and losing, then winning, then losing. Um, but the Saints have more to play for. Um, I think they have a great defense, and I think they they eat this one out. Potentially a Josh Rosen sighting this game if they want to rest Matt Ryan. So keep an eye out for that. But Saints coming out on top.
2: Falcons are the, quote, unquote, better team, I, I think. But uh, Saints have more to
1: play for, so I'm going Saints. Roey Jets Bills. I'm going Bills on this one, staying with my Super Bowl pick. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm gonna kind of skip the explanation here, but I'm going Bills. Yeah, Bills. Zach Wilson's been playing
0: better lately, uh, so I don't. But I don't think the Bills are resting anyone because they do want to lock up that uh, AFC's Championship, which they haven't clinched yet. So Bills.
2: Man, I them to see the Jets win, but it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bills are the better team. They don't want to lose the AFC East. Got to go
1: Bills. Pat, Dolphins, Rowe. So I know that Tom Brady has had a lot of difficulty as a Patriot in Miami. It's going to be interesting to see whether that was Tom Brady or the Patriots organization in general. To the Pats fans hosts. Do you guys know that if the Pats lose and the Colts win, would the Pats get overtaken in their seeding, or are the Pats what? locked in at five? I know that they could potentially move into the division championship if the Bills lose. Yes. The Pats would become the sixth seed and the Colts would I be the- okay. seen. So, I mean, Hey, in that sense, potentially even if Zach Wilson kind of has a really good game, they could even move into the fourth seed. I don't see that happening. Nonetheless, since I believe the games are all occurring potentially at concurrent times, doesn't really matter i'll pick patriots here
0: yeah matchup with bama quarterbacks here um i think that bill wants to roll into the playoffs with some momentum i think no matter who who they face in the first round they'll be an underdog so i think momentum is maybe more important for the Pats this year than in past years especially with a rookie quarterback um i don't think the dolphins are as bad as they showed against the the uh, titans but i think bill belichick knows how to exploit what they like doing, and I'll pick the Pats.
2: I'm picking the Patriots. Uh, Pats have historically struggled, but let's not forget, Mac Jones is from Alabama or went to Alabama University. He's more used to these hot weather games than he is to these cold weather games. I don't know how phased he's really going to be. I think there's more issues with him having to play in the cold. So um, I'm going Pats. Rowie, Bucks, Panthers, who you got?
1: I think this is also one of those games that's less interesting. Brad's already indicated the choice on the screen, and I agree with it. I'm taking the Bucs.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. The Bucs could also rest, guys. They don't really have much to play for, and they want to avoid any more injuries. Um, but the Panthers are just a complete shit show. I'm really interested to see what happens with them in the offseason. They retain their coach, but that's a pod topic for another time. So Bucks.
2: I'm going Bucks, but I am really rooting for a player in this game. Just take off all their pads and just sort of piece out the field in the middle of the play. Uh, All jokes aside, yeah. Panthers have nothing going on at all. Like as many struggles as the Bucks have had, struggles in quotation marks.
1: Bucks all the way. Cardinals, Hawks, Seahawks. Roy, I'm sticking with my team from last week. I think for lots of these teams, potentially in the wild card side. The Cardinals are a team with lots of momentum coming in, especially with the win last week. I think that maybe in their last home game of the season, I think they get a win to just keep that momentum going. That's going to be the name of the game for lots of these teams. Yeah, I think,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, I think the Cardinals, are the Cardinals out of their division? Do
2: the Rams clinch it? Uh, If both teams win, the Rams become, uh, or the Rams will overtake them. Uh, Or the Rams
1: are staying. What what if the Niners win, though?
2: If the Niners win, then uh, the Cardinals would overtake the division.
1: Yeah,
0: so that division isn't done yet. Uh, So I think the Cardinals come out. Also looking to get some momentum. They got a little bit this week. And I think even though the Seahawks put up 51, uh, it's not a great team. So cards.
2: Cards for me. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't want to hurt himself before he goes and inks a huge deal somewhere. Easy one for me.
1: Uh, Niners, Rams. This is actually a game I think that could be very interesting. Um, I think that both teams have lots to play for here, so I'm just going to have to trust the gut and go with the better team on paper. Unfortunately, probably the more boring pick, I'll pick the Rams at home. Yeah, oh, yeah this is a tough one,
0: man. Um, I, <laughs> I'll i go with the narrative, man. I'll, I'll switch the picks for the first time. Actually, Trey Lance is playing. Um, so that's uncertain, but I don't know. I'm feeling Niners. I, if I don't want them to miss the playoffs. So that's a little bit of a heart pick because I think they're a more exciting team than the Saints, but I'm going Niners.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think many people know this, but there's a possibility for the Rams to get the, um, the number two seed with a win here. And I think that's valuable to them because that means you're playing the worst non-playoff team. So I'm going uh, I'm going Rams as well. And uh, one that really matters to no one on this podcast, but Chargers, Raiders.
1: Yeah, that's another one of those garbage game. Nah, um, so I think this one, I kind of already spoiled my pick for everyone. Big surprise, as you guys said. I'll pick the Chargers and I'll leave the analysis to you guys. Yeah, man, I really hope that, that my co host fellow analysis would,
0: would clear up some things. I think one of the things in this game that I don't believe we touched on is the Raiders' knack for winning close games and the Chargers' knack for losing them. Um, the Raiders just seem to come out on top in these close games. And over the past few years, even, like going back to the Anthony Lynn era, the Chargers haven't been great in them, as, as Brad kind of touched on. So I think that could swing it potentially, but I can't pick against the Chargers talent. I think they've been the consistently better team this year, the more dynamic team this year. And this is Justin Herbert's chance to show out. So I don't feel good about that pick, but I'm sticking with the Chargers.
2: Yeah, I I think it's actually going to end in a tie. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, Cheers, I... Yeah. Uh, I think that uh chargers pull it out as good as Derek Carr is. Justin Herbert is better. Uh, and again, like max, I can't pick against the talent. So based on our picks here on the BRZ podcast, we are projecting that in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans would be the number one seed with a bye. The, um, the, Kansas City Chiefs would be the second seed, Bengals third, Buffalo Bills fourth, Pats fifth, Colts sixth, Chargers seventh. Which would mean on wild card weekend, we'd be saying Chiefs, Chargers, Bengals, Colts, and Pats, Bills, number three.
0: I'm not mad at any of those matchups, by the way. I, I
2: think that would make for one hell of a wild card weekend on the AFC side. On the NFC side surprising but the packers would actually be the number one seed yeah no the packers have got that locked up based on our picks the rams would be the second seed followed by the bucks and then the cowboys in fourth then would be the arizona cardinals as the fifth seed the eagles as the sixth seed and the saints as the seventh seed in the playoffs knocking out the San Francisco 49ers. Not according to my pick, but hey, that, that's what the that's what the podcast that's what meant. the consensus was. The the consensus picks here, which would mean for wild card matchups on the NFC side, it would be Rams versus Saints, Bucks versus Eagles, and Cowboys versus Cardinals number two. Yeah, that's a really interesting rematch, actually. I think anyone the
0: Cardinals Play has a, a pretty bad draw on wildcard weekend because the Cardinals can, as we saw in the first half of the season, they can be like one of the best teams in the NFL. I think they're a super exciting team. I don't think they are, but I think that's a pretty tough matchup. And I don't
2: think the the Cowboys will be happy with that matchup personally. Well, we shall see whether BRZ podcasters, your hosts predicted the playoffs, correct, but You will see that next time on the BRZ podcast. That's it for this episode. And I'll leave it to Max to close it out.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're always happy to be doing this. Always happy to to connect with my fellow hosts. And
2: we'll talk to y'all next week after the playoff matchups are locked in. Peace.